Welcome to Fast Lane with Sarah Jane, a podcast for women who are on the move, managing life and family. Your host, Sarah Jane, is building a tribe and talking about the things that affect the daily lives of moms. You can expect real conversations about managing chaos, finding ways to take care of mind and body, and stepping outside your comfort zone on the way to living your best life. Hold on for a wild ride. Now, let's get started. My guest today is Raylene Short, and I find this interesting because in 1999, Raylene and I went to the prom together with our dates. The four of us ate together and went to prom together, and I honestly don't think I have seen or heard from Raylene since 1999 because she lived out of state and she came to our local prom. So I recently found Raylene and I found out she was really into natural healthcare and just a natural way of life. And that is way up my alley. So I reached out to Raylene and we reconnected. So I'm really excited to have Raylene on the podcast today. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. And I can't believe you even remember that. It was what, 21 years ago? Yes. I have to laugh. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but it's so yes. cool because at that time we really didn't know each other. We, we, we were in a group, which was fine. We had fun, but now it seems like we have a lot of things in common. So it's really neat that after 21 years, we can reconnect like this. I know that's, that is amazing. So Raylene does something called body and emotion code. And I don't think a lot of people are familiar with this. And if this is the first time for someone listening to my podcast, my goal is to help people live a better life, live better, do better and be better. And sometimes people struggle with health problems or uh, which could be mental or physical for years and years and years. And sometimes we just have to look outside of the box and try something different. And Raylene, why don't you tell us how you started on this journey? All right. Well, I have to go back really far. 28, 29 years ago, I live in Montana and I was bit by a tick. At the time, we had no idea about Lyme disease or anything, but I became very, very ill. I lost about 40 pounds I was in and out of the hospital for two years. The doctor said I was probably going to die and there was nothing that my parents could do to help it. And I just had to live the best life I could despite the circumstances. And so from that point, I just continued to be diagnosed with well over 20 different health conditions, but none of them Lyme because um, anyone that has dealt with that understands that it's extremely difficult to get a correct diagnosis let alone have someone even acknowledge it. Most testing on the market today is 50% false negative. So even when you have it, very likely unlikely to show up on some type of test. And IGNX Lab out of California is the most accurate that I know of. And the only reason I was ever diagnosed with this was thankfully from a friend who was also diagnosed with Lyme and she thought a lot of my symptoms matched hers. And so she recommended that I get tested. I, her husband's a doctor, so he wrote me a prescription to get tested, came back positive, CDC positive on two of three different tests. And then I started seeing a naturopath doctor, and he pretty much said every system that could be shutting down in my body was shut down, like my nervous system, my endocrine system. They were just dire straits. I had over 100 symptoms, the 20 autoimmune and other conditions that had been diagnosed by doctors from California to Arizona. And then I went, I went back to Montana, multiple surgeries, and it's just kind of a mess. 
and I struggled through treatment. Um, I had many days where I was actually paralyzed and couldn't walk and let alone take care of my children. I had to have a nanny for three years. About what three years ago, I applied for disability and it was extremely humiliating for me to lose my career and my, you know, I, I based a lot of my my life on what I could do and the success I had found in areas despite my health issues. And I lost all of it. I was just so sick that I wasn't able to really do anything besides lay in bed and walk around for a few hours a day to take care of my family. And so I was seeing a different naturopath and he's in Montana. If anybody ever wants a recommendation, he's fabulous. But he said to me one day, he goes, you're doing everything right. And he goes, if you weren't eating the way you are, you know, taking care of your stress levels, doing all the things you're doing, I don't even think that you would be with us still, honestly. But he said, there has to be another way. There has to be something else. And this was seven years into my Lyme treatment. So seven years after I had been diagnosed, still just getting worse, declining downhill substantially. And of course, a lot of depression and just despair, dealing with chronic pain, chronic fatigue. I mean, you name it, very difficult symptoms to have, let alone, you know, have a family and feel like you need to try to be there for them too. And so he referred, he said, there's this lady, she's in Colorado. She does phone sessions, which sounded really weird to me. Like, how does somebody work on you over the phone or long distance? Mm -hmm. And he said, she does body and emotion code. He didn't tell me anything about it. He just said, there's more to healing sometimes than the physical, than we recognize on the surface. And that he goes, that I, I can even do for people as a naturopath. And so I called her. I didn't really understand what was going on or what she did. I just jumped in. I was like, fine, I'll schedule a session and I'll figure out what this is all about. And I was very, very skeptical. I'm a Christian Bible believer, and I've been led to some things in the past that have been, I would say, detrimental to that path in my life and have come back with some backlash that, I, that was unexpected. And these were even people at the time that are like, oh, we're Christian. We got healed from our Lyme disease doing this. And then we ended up getting severe spiritual attacks or different things going on. So a very, very skeptical moving forward with this. And it happened actually to be scheduled for a day after I had a miscarriage, like a really horrific miscarriage. And that was two, a little over two years ago now. And so I called her and, or she called me for the session and it was within five to 10 minutes. I knew there was something different about this. She started talking about trapped emotions and traumas and all these things from my childhood. And I'm just, I was just kind of speechless. And then I had a severe cramping and pain and she was able to drop my pain levels very quickly and tell me exactly what was going on, the root cause of why it felt like somebody poured battery acid in my body after my miscarriage. And she said, you know, for example, that my scar tissue had torn during the contractions and it was just, everything was a mess in there. And so that was my first session. And I just, I don't know, I knew something was really different about it. And I will say after every session, I didn't automatically feel like, oh, I'm better. It was a process. I worked with her and I still do actually, but for 16 months. And at that point, I, I could honestly say that I was getting better. 
And I was about 80% healed of my Lyme disease, which I had Bartonella, Mycoplasma, and Babesia, other co-infections to Lyme as well. My son also received this from me in utero. Lyme can be transferred to your children through the womb or breast milk. I don't know. There's, it's up for debate how it's actually transferred, but common to give it to the children. And so he had severe symptoms as well. And I had her working on him and he, he was diagnosed with moderate autism from two different clinics in Montana. And it was a whole panel of people both times because I didn't, I wanted to get a second opinion for him. And I will say today he's completely healed. He has no symptoms of Lyme, no symptoms of Bartonella, Babesia, Mycoplasma, and no symptom. Well, he still has a few little behavior things about autism where he maybe gets stuck on something, but it is nobody. I will say nobody, even the most trained person who has dealt with kids that have autism would know that he has that. He's just kind of a perfectionistic personality and likes things the way he likes them. (laughs) So you know, you can see this in my child that he's a completely different child for me at that 16 month mark. I really, I read the book. It's, there's a book you can actually read called Emotion Code. My friend gave it to me. And about eight months prior to that, my doctor, the naturopath that I really respect a lot, and he did help me, said, You know what? Have you thought about becoming a body code practitioner? And I laughed at him. <laughs> I said, Are you kidding me? I'm so sick. Like I can't even take care of myself most days, let alone think of going to get a certification and like work on other people. Are you kidding? So I, I just took it as a joke and I was like, he has no clue what's really going on for me. And then it was after, while I was reading that book, it was like, I was struck by lightning reading about heart walls and breaking those off of people. And I just felt like this divine calling from God, the God of the Bible. And I was like, this is what you're supposed to do. And I had had two people, you know, point me in that direction before this. And so it was within a week I signed up to start the classes and I went through them very quickly. This came very naturally and easy for me. And so now I have a full caseload of clients. I work all over the world on animals, people, and it's just been incredible. So Okay, that's the background to where I got here, but you're probably still wondering, what is this? <laughs> what is she talking about? So would you like me to, ex- yes, I can explain yes, what this is. So what is, what is this? Like yep, go ahead. Son. So when your son, okay, so you were bit by a tick 28 years ago. Did you know at that time you were bit by a tick or you didn't even know that you were bit at that time? Like, did you know you were bit Wait, or just didn't know? Yes, I had been bit by many ticks because I grew up um, with, very outdoorsy parents. We lived in Montana and I found that tick in my embedded in my head about two days after we had gone up to the lake. And statistically, if there's a tick for more than 24 hours, the chances go up of contracting some type of Mm. pathogen if the tick is carrying it. And they say, sometimes people still say that there is no Lyme in Montana. It's bull. There absolutely is. Finally, the CDC admitted that a couple of years ago. And then they also admitted that it can be transmitted in utero. But for some reason, for many decades, they've been denying that it's in Montana, but somehow it's all around us. We're this magical bubble of a state that just doesn't have Lyme. So no doctors would ever test for it. Okay. And 
then my parents removed the tick improperly. So removing ticks very the correct way can substantially decrease the chance of transmission. You should just get tweezers and pull as close to the head as you can straight up. There's no substances put on the tick. You don't try to burn them to get their head to pull out because what happens is they regurgitate all of this, I don't know, bacteria into you when you upset them. So some people are like, oh, poor essential oil or what my parents would do is put a hot needle on the back or cover it, smother it with alcohol on a cotton ball. All the wrong methods. They do have little tools, very inexpensive. If you don't feel comfortable using tweezers, that is just like a tweezer with a little tiny hole and you use that to pry them out of the body. Usually they're in the head, but they can be anywhere. And another thing I didn't know until I started researching a lot about Lyme, they can be as small as a speck of sand. So this is where Sarah, you were asking, like, did I even know? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are bitten and they have no clue because how would you know that something as tiny as a little freckle bit you? And then the female, or is it, I think the males, the male ticks will drop off after 12 or about 24 to 48 hours. You may not even know. The females will gorge themselves and those are the big nasty ones that you're used to seeing for dogs. Mm -hmm. But the males do not stay attached. Wow, I didn't know that. So then when they're that little, is that a full-size tick or is that a baby tick? Those are called, I believe, nymph ticks and there can be hundreds on, they lay these little eggs patches. I actually have a picture on my Facebook page where my friend gave me these ticks to send in for testing that she found. And it took me a while to send them in. Well, this tick laid all these eggs inside this baggie and it was so disgusting. I mean, they were this like a speck of sand, but there were hundreds upon hundreds. Wow. Yeah. So you could like run into a leaf or something that has this gob of eggs on it. Yeah. (sighs) It's really gross once you start researching that part of it. Are you concerned to go outside now because of ticks or what do you do to prevent? Because you're in Montana, so I assume that you don't stay indoors most of the time and you have children, so they want to be out. So how do you prevent ticks now? I will say while I was sick, I had probably PTSD symptoms related to ticks and going outside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely terrified. Um, even though, you know, maybe we had four tick-borne illnesses, there's over 40 different ones you can contract. So just because you're like, oh, well, I already have it. I'm good. No, you're not in the clear. There's even um, one that is transmitted by the Lone Star Tick, which is more common to the Texas Deep South area, that can make you have a severe reaction to meat for the rest of your life. So you can't eat meat. I have a patient that has that. I have a patient. Yeah. She, that's her symptom. She has a hard time with meat. So you would check her, I guess, through body code, we could check her. Yeah. Um, I can't diagnose, but if she's been bit by that lone star tick, because one of my friends, she had to go vegan because she has that as well. Wow. I know. It's interesting. So it's not like, oh, I already have Lyme. I'm clear. Like, who cares? <laughs> but what we do now, I said Egyptian, there's two varieties of rose geranium essential oil. And it's the other variety. It's not Egyptian. It's the other variety. It's lost my mind right now. I make a tick spray with that. We use it, but I will say I'm not religious about using it. I don't really fear them anymore because I feel like I can handle and take care of any infection that we get with body and emotion code. Mm -hmm. So I don't live in fear. 
I spent the summer, this is an example of how much better I am. I haven't really worked out or done much physical activity for probably since I was 20, maybe 18 to 20. I had to drop out of cheerleading because I was so sick and I just couldn't do it anymore. So since that time, I haven't done physical activity. I don't, I have very little muscle tone, but my husband bought me a kayak for my, for mother's day. And we live on the river and I spent the summer kayaking as often like one mile upstream. I would be going upstream in the river, which is actually a lot of work in a big body workout. And then getting in and out of my kayak to go pick asparagus and different things. I was not even sore at all. And so my kids have kayaks and we were like, even my sons today, it was probably like 20 degrees out. He's like, can we go kayaking? (laughs) Like it's too cold. (laughs) So every time I would go and we would, you know, be working through the brush to find asparagus and we forage a lot. I honestly never wore tick spray or anything. I just, I didn't even really check myself. I, like I said, I don't live in fear of that anymore. I've been released from so much through this work. It's really phenomenal. But I would say two years ago, three years ago, I would have been terrified and freaked out and probably not have even gone of because of fear of ticks. Wow. Okay. So now explain what body and emotion code is. Okay. So our, I first have to talk a little bit about the brain. Our brain is functioning at about 5% that we're aware of. That's our conscious mind. And we have the subconscious that is about 95%. And I explain this like a supercomputer where it has recorded everything that has ever happened to us, including our ancestry and our family history. And this is a, a great example that I like to give. So there are, you know, the deer. I have deer that come through my yard all the time. And they are afraid of humans. But they are not afraid of my dogs. They're not afraid of chickens. They're not afraid of turkeys. Like they're just not afraid of other things. Why is it that they fear humans and not, and other animals? I mean, I'm sure if it was a wolf charging at them, they would run, but there's not really wolves where I live that at least come to my house. So that is the inherited part that of the brain where that has been passed down in that subconscious for generation to generation to keep this you know, these animals alive and thriving and to know where there's danger and where to have caution. So through a body and emotion code, the way that it works is I, or whoever your practitioner is, connect with the subconscious of the person that we're working on. And I, we're taught to say a prayer and ask for help and guidance and wisdom before we do this, because it does require intuition. Sometimes there's areas where um, a yes or no question is not going to cut it. And so it takes some discernment. And so I connect with the person I'm working on, their subconscious, and I always ask the subconscious mind, do I have permission to work with you? And so the conscious and the subconscious both have to give permission. So I don't just work on people that give me no permission. I honestly can't. Um, I have people that give me free permission, like work on me whenever you want. And I will do that when I feel led to do it. Um, like my family members. I don't, my husband's just like, whatever you feel like I need to be worked on, work on me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's different. And so there's always permission granted. And within this, it's like, where do I go from here? There's so much to explain. Mm -hmm. Most people have imbalances that are the underlying cause of whatever symptom you're 
experiencing, we could agree with this. The place that Western medicine falls short is that it's a one-size-fits-all approach to everyone. Um, There's this medication if you're depressed. There's this surgery if you're having kidney pain or, you know, gallbladder pain. With body and emotion code, I've had people ask me this, like, well, was your treatment plan or the things that came up the same for you and your son because we both had Lyme disease? I would say absolutely not. Every single person that I work with has completely different underlying causes for what their issue is. And body and emotion code incorporates all areas of your body, your physical, emotional, and spiritual self into one. And so we approach, um, so say that you have, this is an example of a client working on today, kidney and bladder pain. What's the underlying cause of this? And for this, you know, case, it has been pathogens. It seemed like there was bacteria. And again, I can't, because I'm not a certified doctor, I can't diagnose, but I can say your body is saying that there's bacteria here. Mm -hmm. Um, So pathogens playing a role, toxins being stored in the area, contributing to inflammation and imbalances. And then there's a lot of inherited imbalances. We call it a miasm, but it's inherited sickness energy. So this could really play out in any way. Patterns of people with insomnia or depression that runs in families, alcoholism, people that seem to have weak teeth or it's like, oh, it just runs in my family that we have, you know, teeth that easily rot. Or I mean, it just could play a role in any way. And our traditional medicine or Western medicine, I would say it's not traditional, doesn't even acknowledge that spiritual or inherited component in most cases, unless you can run a genetic test and see it on paper. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many areas. And then there's what I find is a root cause besides those things. I mean, again, it can vary very much between clients, animals, and humans. The root cause for most things is actually trapped emotions, traumas, and this inherited sickness energy we get from our ancestors. And I would describe a trapped emotion as a ball of energy. Usually they would be low vibration. Everything is energy. So we have high vibration, life-giving energy. That would be vitamin C, um, you know, seagrass, kale, all these things we take to bring vitality and, you know, give nutrition and health to us. Um, Getting sun, all those things are high vibration, life-giving And then we can all probably recognize that there's things on the earth that are very disrupting to the body, arsenic, different toxins, poisons, food dyes, all of that. Those have a low frequency and life-giving things have a high life-giving frequency. If you read the Bible, the very first part of Genesis talks about the first thing that was created is light. And what is light? Ultimately, it's energy. And from energy, any other type of energy can be created. It's never energy doesn't disappear. It just gets transformed from mechanical or chemical or radiant. And we studied this in a fascinating science book with my my son last year in homeschool. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. And this ties exactly (laughs) in with body and emotion code and energy and um, vibrations of things. So going back to the low vibration um, trapped emotions, usually they're the size of about an orange and this gets stuck somewhere in your body. And you might recognize a time where you've trapped emotions. Maybe you've been angry at someone or decided that I'm going to hold a grudge. 
I'm going to save this for later because I might need to get back at them or I might need this Mm -hmm. or we're dealing with extreme sorrow when we choose to hold on to it instead of letting it go. All of these things can get trapped. Not only we trap them, we can absorb them from others that we feel compassion for and ultimately it, it ends up being damaging to us to absorb them because they're still on the person we absorb them from. We can get them inherited and there's several other ways we can get trapped emotions. So imagine taking 50, which I would say is a low number, and putting them around your heart. Again, this is a low vibration energy. Well, what the heart has its own vibration. What do you think that's going to do to the vibration of your heart? Mm -hmm. The number one killer in America is heart issues, heart disease, heart failure, congestive issues. Mm -hmm. And almost everybody has a heart wall that I worked on. Even animals close to humans, I would say it's part of the human condition. We're just, maybe we're toxic. Uh, Wild animals don't have heart walls. It's only the animals that are close to humans and humans. Mm -hmm. Most kids after about two to five end up creating heart wall. Heart wall is a whole bunch of trapped emotions that your subconscious mind builds as a protective barrier around your heart to keep you safe from traumas or things that have been disruptive in your life. But ultimately, they prevent us from giving and receiving love the way that God intended for us. So we have that wall. It's an energetic wall. It's disrupting the flow and energy the heart should have. Mm-hmm. Probably some other trapped emotions, maybe traumas. And no wonder we're having heart palpitations. And so the reason that I love this versus you know, Western medicine, I will say I've been very burned by Western medicine. And I could go on for five hours about that. <laughs> so we won't go into detail. And I'm sure Sarah is aware and she's spoken on this before. But they don't ever get to the root of the problem. They're just dealing with the one-size-fits-all. Let me cover up the symptoms with this pill, which usually gives you more symptoms. Then you need more pills, and it's a vicious cycle. Or, well, your gallbladder is bothering you. Let's just cut it out. Well, if you've ever had something cut out of your body, this might be shocking news to you. The reason that it was impaired in the first place is still stuck in your body. Yeah. So you actually never address the root cause. Yeah. And I encountered a woman keeled over on a bench at the airport earlier this year. And I sat with her and I just, I was like, are you okay? They so felt led to, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you're intruding. I just felt like, no, you need to go ask if she's okay. And she's like, I'm having a severe gallbladder attack but I've had my gallbladder out and I can't remember how many years, but I know it was over seven years for over seven years. And I still have this severe pain. And I explained to her and I said, can I help, can I work on you a little bit and see if we can let up some of this pain? So I released some traumas and trapped emotions. And within five minutes, she goes, thank you. I'm ready to get on my flight now. (sighs) And she goes, my pain is substantially less. Thank you so much. And so that's again, an example, cutting it out or throwing a pill at it is not going to fix or cure the problem. And I can't claim that I cure anyone. All I can say is that I rebalance the body and allow it to return to the state that it was intended to be. Um, And even if you get, this is, I've worked on somebody that had a lung transplant, double lung, it it didn't work out favorably um, because by the time I worked on them, it was like, they were a day from death, honestly. It was really sad. But um, when you get a transplant, you 
also get all the emotions and baggage of the person whose organs that were put into your body. And I don't know if you've read about these stories of people getting heart transplants before, but they end up liking some of the things that the person who had the, the original heart liked. And there was even one case where they ended up marrying like that person's wife, like of the original heart. Yes. So this, it's like so connected. There's this emotional component, spiritual, physical. And how is it that we've gotten to this place of ignoring the emotional and physical Mm -hmm. components of our health? Um, And another example of this, I could just go on, but my husband said there was this really healthy guy I knew and he, it seemed like he ate, ate healthy and he died and he just died really young. And I'm like, well, we can look healthy on the outside, but do you know the state of his spiritual and emotional health? And if you talk to honest doctors, they will say that a lot of the underlying issues for cancer patients is emotional and stress-related. There's so much underlying that it's not just the physical growth. There's a reason it happened to begin with. Mm -hmm. So body and emotion code, we get to the root And that's my business. I'm called Roots Restored Wellness because I want to get to the root of what your imbalance is and restore it so that your body can find balance again, no matter what it is. And so we deal with toxins, pathogens. There is spiritual warfare that can take place during this work too. If you're familiar, do you talk about the Bible, Sarah, on your show? I haven't in depth, no. Okay. So feel free to, you know, if you don't want this. No, you're good. Okay. If you've read the Bible, and again, you don't have, maybe you have a different faith. This this fits in. I work on it with people of all different faiths. And I don't share, you know, much about the faith during a session unless the person is really, you know, they believe the Bible like I do. But it fits in. But a lot of the healing that took place in the Bible was from spiritual warfare, spirits that were on people. That's almost half of what the healings were. And so if you have this issue in your body, there's a chance that it could be spiritually related. And I know that freaks a lot of people out, but we don't need to fear that. I have no fear about that. I used to, I will say used to fear everything. My life was consumed with fear, but I don't, I don't fear anymore. And so that's a unique component of this work as well, that we deal with the spiritual And then we also, it might come up that you have hydration imbalances, you have nutritional imbalances that you maybe need to see an outside practitioner. That does come up sometimes. The circuits and systems within your body might need to be reset or those are imbalanced. So there's all these things we look at. And so let me ask you, Sarah, if you have any questions or feel like maybe I didn't explain something well enough because there's a lot. I could explain it for two hours. Mm-hmm. And I would say until you truly experience it, you may not fully understand well, because I it's just outside I'll, of our realm. I think I'll have to, I'm going to have to do one of these sessions, obviously. And I, you know, now as I am listening to you speak, I probably should have done it before we had this talk. So then I could talk <laughs> about my experience, but you know, that can be another episode. But do you find that certain organs house certain emotions Absolutely. So if you do read the book, there's a chart of trapped emotions. Anyone can actually download these for free. And something really cool is that um, it will say like the most 
um, different organs actually produce specific emotions. They, they don't necessarily get trapped there, but they're likely to produce it. So let's look at the lungs and colon. Um, and the, an example of the trapped emotions that those create or the emotions they're responsible for producing are crying, discouragement, rejection, sadness, sorrow, confusion, defensiveness, grief, self-abuse, and stubbornness. Um, and then if we go to the heart, it's also connected to the small intestine. You would feel heartache, insecurity, overjoy, vulnerability, effort, unreceived, abandonment, betrayal, forlorn, lost, and love, unreceived. So yes, great question. Different organs do produce specific emotions, and it, but it doesn't mean that they're always trapped there. Um, you could have all of these, say, trapped in your toe. And I find that if you've had an injury or a place that's been hurt, because it's low vibration, it's more likely to attract similar. Think of magnets. So you hurt your shoulder 20 years ago. Good chance there's a lot of trapped emotions and trauma that have been stored in that area because they've already been weakened and they're low vibration. So those things you're storing that are low vibration are more likely to trap there. And that's how we get stuck with these really chronic issues that it's just like, oh my gosh, why can't we get this cleared? And even through my work, there's times where we have to work through layers and layers and layers because it's just, it's been sick for so long and stored up all this, you know, slow vibrate. Ultimately, everything's energy. So it's some type of low vibration energy, whether it's a pathogen, toxin, or emotion. And I like to tell people that they should look at their health like an onion because granted there's, there's certain things that we obviously need Western medicine for. I mean, if we need a heart procedure, if we need a new knee, whatever, like, you know, we all have our own place, but just taking a pill, I have a lot of patients and this is what's hard for me. And I'll get a lot of patients that are on so many medications. And I would say that it's mainly women who are on at least two, if not three antidepressants or, you know, some type of medication um, for their mental health. And granted, we can't do better unless we know better, but people just are not aware that we have so many different layers to us. It's emotional, spiritual, physical. There's so many things. It's not, if you're sick this is my bottom line. If you have been sick for so long and you have been going to your doctor and nothing has been working, you need to step outside of your box and try something different because look at Raylene. I mean, you were sick for 28 years. Yes. That's a lot. You are a young person. You had young children. You couldn't get out of bed. I mean, you could have given up, but you didn't. You tried something totally out of the realm, but yet it followed with your faith and your, you know, and your beliefs, which you were very fortunate of, and now you're helping other people. So I'm hoping that people who are listening to this are getting a little hope because, you know, there's so many other options. Absolutely. And I mentioned, and you mentioned, it is layers. For me, I worked with a practitioner for 16 months and once a week, and it just you know, I couldn't expect her to take off 100 symptoms in one session. Right. It was layers. And I had, I also found out that I had chronic Epstein-Barr infection, which is really nasty. If you read up into that uh, medical medium, his original book, he talks about that. And it's quite horrifying, actually. And so if you are struggling with fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue, Lyme 
type symptoms MS, I encourage you to read that book just to get some insight into what is going on. But I read his liver rescue book and he has a very simple liver cleanse. It's only really six days. He says it's nine, but it's just cutting out fat slowly for three days at the front end. You eat so much food, you possibly couldn't eat anymore. That's really good. And so I did that. And that finally, after over a year, allowed us to start releasing Epstein-Barr. That was so embedded into all my tissues and my brain, we couldn't even touch it. So sometimes we have to combine different modalities. And of course, you know, if you're stress eating and you're eating, you know, just extremely stressed, eating horrible foods, and then trying some natural methods, they're probably not going to be as effective as if you are trying to make good choices all around. Mm-hmm. And this work, I do work with people with addictions. I've suffered with, I don't know, just say that I'm like so addicted to Pringles and I know they're bad for me and I can't stop eating them. <laughs> it's really crazy to just release that desire. And then honestly, I, this is a personal problem I had. All summer, I was eating all these Pringles and I knew they weren't good. In August, I released that. I haven't touched one since, like not even one. I had a can in my car that was half like eaten and I threw it away a few weeks ago. So I'm like, these are probably rancid and I just feel no desire. So if you're struggling with these addictions or patterns, I love that this work can also help you get over, you know, I would say the hump of that where you're just like, I'm so controlled by this substance or this, Mm -hmm. this pattern in my life. We can break the addictive heart energy off of that too. And so, yes. So when you spoke about fibromyalgia, because that is something that a lot of my patients struggle with, what exactly uh, do they need to do? Where do they need to start with you for that? Um, Well, if they want to start with me, it's simple. You just call and your body tells me exactly what needs to be done. I don't even do intakes. There's no need for it because... I am solely working on with what the body tells me and your body knows better than anyone else would ever be able to tell you about yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get some education about fibromyalgia, I would encourage you to read the medical medium, his original book. And I think it's just called medical medium. It has a picture of blue lungs on the front. And he explains a lot of the underlying cause for that is actually Epstein-Barr. And so once you understand the cycle and pattern of that and how it works, it can be really life-changing. And then I love that his only recommendation for people is food and herbs. He doesn't like say, go get surgery and go take all these pills. He's like, use this food, use these herbs. And I believe God gave us all of these things for healing. So why not use them? Mm-hmm. And then who knows what you have. You know, you can, you can do all the herbs and food in the world. You may still feel stuck maybe you have some underlying inherited issues or personal traumas, emotions, things that are underlying that as too. I think fibromyalgia is very emotionally and emotionally based health issue. And it's pretty much, they don't know, fibromyalgia is this bulk term that they use for stuff that they can't explain. It's pain, unexplained pain all over the body. We don't know. And so I'm like, how can you really treat something that you have no clue what it is? Well, when you ask the body, I could ask 100 different clients with fibromyalgia, what are your underlying causes? It could be completely different for every single one. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference of this versus 
you know, just a one size fits all approach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if did that answer your question? Yep. It totally did. Okay. What are, so tell me some of the things that you have helped your patients with thus far. Okay. So you're talking about the clients that are on a whole bunch of different meds. I've had clients, several actually, that have come off all their heart meds, high blood pressure meds, um, different medications. So that's a big one because something that I didn't realize, and I don't think anybody actually realizes, is that pharmaceuticals are extremely toxic and they do not leave the body. So you think, oh, I've got a migraine. I'm just going to take this Advil. That will probably be in your body 40 years from now. So is it worth it? And those are some of the hardest toxins to actually get out of the body. I mean, it's we have to release in slow layers with this work. Mm-hmm. And it's done so that you don't have a healing crisis or go into shock. So my clients don't have negative reactions from detoxing when we release toxins. That's amazing. So it's done very slowly. But everybody that's ever touched um, some type of pharmaceutical still in the body. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big eye opener. And what was your original question? So I don't think I fully answered it. Sorry. I'm going to throw a disclaimer in. Like when you would work with Raylene and even with some of my patients, when you go off those medications, that is because your medical doctor is telling you to go off those medications. We are never absolutely going to recommend you stop any type of medication because that is between you and your medical doctor. What happens is you start to feel better. You go in for your checkup. You're telling them how much better you feel, and they wean you off those medications. So yes, if you're at home you're and correct. you're like, I'm going to call Raylene and I'm going to do this and I'm going to stop all my medication. That's a horrible idea. She will not encourage you to do that. She will encourage you to work with her and then you will wean off those. So absolutely. (laughs) Yes. My thanks for saying that. Yes. I always encourage before anything, I'm like, you know, talk to your doctor about this and see how you feel. That's just for me, before I started this, I was on over 50 different pills and supplements per day. Oh my gosh. And I was spending $1,500 a month. I mean, it was just crazy. I have three cupboards still full. And I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Now I absolutely take nothing, not even one thing. And it, it's amazing how, what you can do if you understand how energy works in the body. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times my clients end up needing support before we can start releasing pathogens or imbalances. So the support for me, I just add it energetically. Say that you have a deficiency in vitamin D I, and then maybe these different essential oils or herbs would help you. I add the energetic property to the body so it can use as much or little as it needs whenever it needs for your best and highest good. And then I ask your body, would it be beneficial to physically take these? And it only comes back positive about 5% of the time. Of course, if you still like feel like you need to take it or you're under the guidance of a doctor, absolutely, you know, keep taking those and just talk to them about, you know, the other options for that, but it has saved me so much money and been life-changing. Other examples of things that I've worked on with clients, there's so many, and this is, let me say, not every session or experience would be exactly like this because everybody's different. And I always start with myself. I took 16 months to feel 80% better of my Lyme. In about four months, I was able to clear all my other issues. I had bladder disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Uh, my body wasn't producing hormones. So I had been on hormone replacement therapy for well over 10 years. Asthma, I mean, migraines, you name it. Those cleared out quite quickly after I became certified and started working on myself because they don't put 
boundaries on this work or what the body can do. So if your body wants to clear off a ton at once, well, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the lady I work with works a lot slower than I do. So I think that's maybe the difference. I'm not sure. She's amazing. And I still work with her, but just different practitioners have different styles. But I had this client, she was in a neck brace. She had severe neck pain to the point she couldn't even lift up her kids. She was thinking she might have to go have surgery. And she did one session with me. And there was like, she had saboteur, which is energy weapons that can be formed against you. We're used to the saying, like a chip on the shoulder, stab in the back, stumbling block. There's quite a few of them. And they're literally energy weapons um, to your body. So she had all these energy weapons that were like nooses and ropes around her neck. And she had some other things, but we did this in one session. And I asked her, I was like, if you feel like you can move your neck, you know, cause she didn't have a broken neck or anything. It just, it was really painful for her, you know, see if you can move it and see how it feels. And she took her neck brace off and she's like, Oh my gosh, like it's gone. Like my pain is gone. I, I, and she messaged me the next day and she's like, I can lift my kids. This is amazing. And I did one session with her a week later because a little bit of the pain had come back. And usually what that means is there's other layers that the body is bringing to the surface and saying, hello, don't forget about me. We're not all the way done. Pain is a a response of your body saying, stop ignoring me. I need help. Mm -hmm. So I did one other session on her. And honestly, she hasn't called me back since to work on her. That was probably four or five months ago. So I have clients like that where it's like one or two, we're done. Um, Let me see. Quite a few heart patients have worked on. They're having palpitations. One lady had a stroke and just concerned about, you know, all the the heart issues. A lady had had POTS and her symptoms. She's not seeing me anymore either because she's like, my symptoms are gone. I feel really good. And she's a doctor or like a nurse practitioner herself. So she, you know, took a little different approach to coming off her meds than somebody that's not, you know, certified to issue prescriptions would. Children with behavioral issues, like having tantrums and acting out. Usually kids are really fun to work on because they're really quick Mm-hmm. And they respond very fast to this. Another example is I had a cat that had tapeworms released the pathogens just energetically, and the cat did not have to take, you know, toxic killing substances. I guess there's natural options, but the cat didn't take anything. And the tapeworm symptoms of like, you know, the little pouches on the back of the cat completely cleared up. I assisted my dog during delivery of her puppies. She had a placenta that did not come out. She's very tiny. She's under four pounds. And I was like, she might be sitting next to me now. <laughs> it had been over six hours. She didn't deliver the placenta. Often that's a surgical procedure that then has to be done and they're separated from the puppies and it's just this nightmare. Well, I asked her body, what do we need to do to help you deliver this placenta? And it just, she's like, increase my contractions. So I did that. And within 10 minutes, she had delivered and eaten her placenta. It was that quick. Um, Kids with autism, ADHD, worked on those issues. ADHD can be a tough one where it takes a little longer because there can be a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. Um, The clients I have, you know, there's a lot of reintegrating pathways of the brain and usually toxicity and different allergies that they have all connected in with why they're having the ADHD symptoms. People with PTSD, 
insomnia, restless legs. There, there's so many. Um, I've worked on, I've had clients that have been on the brink of divorce and strengthening their heart to heart connection with back with their family. I mean, even within minutes, they're like, what am I doing? This is so dumb. This isn't what I want. And they're like working through things, infertility, hormone issues. Um, I have a client that doesn't produce HCG. And so she has frequent miscarriages. And so we're working on helping the body to produce that on its own. Right. Like I have an eye issue that no one has came up with and my eyes will get like super, super dry, but yet there feels almost like there's a film on my eyes. So when I wake up in the morning, sometimes it takes a while before I can see. Have you ever worked with someone like that? Um, Not on that specific issue, but I have worked on clients with eye issues, honestly. And again, for me, like the first thing I would or think about would be allergies Mm -hmm. And I used to have so many allergies. I did like this advanced allergy therapeutics, which I would recommend for allergies. I did it with a chiropractor in Phoenix and I was even allergic to urine and water. I mean, (laughs) that's like, Mm -hmm. as soon as I got the Lyme disease, my body just became reactive to life. I was like, I'm allergic to life. (laughs) And through this work, I've been able to clear all my allergies. It's really quick. I like the examples where you're like, oh yeah, there's a change. So my husband never ate nuts because he would get canker sores all over his mouth. And if you have an anaphylactic nut allergy, like I'm not going to go tell you to eat nuts. I don't care what I clear. Not going to do it. But my husband didn't. He would get canker sores and it would make him miserable. And we eat like we're on a vegetarian no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no nothing processed diet. So my husband was allergic to nuts and we, I, not anaphylactic. So again, if you have anaphylactic, I'm not going to let you expose yourself to shrimp or seafood or something. Don't ever do that unless you're under the supervision of a doctor that can handle that situation. But, you know, he would get canker sores with nuts. And so all my pancake mixes pretty much are almond flour. I cleared the allergy on him. It took very, you know, few seconds to do, and he ate pancakes and I'm like, hey, how's your mouth feeling? He would know instantly if he, some even if like the nut was still in his mouth, he would get sores, like he was that sensitive. And he's like, no. So now he, this has been over a year later, he eats nuts, not that he necessarily, they're not his favorite thing, mm-hmm. but he'll eat them in different foods, zero reaction. So allergies are a fun one to clear sometimes for people. Phobias, severe, you know, fears of different things. Weight loss, that's probably an area a lot of people carry, care about. Um, as I talked about the heart walls, we can actually get weight walls and fat walls that hold the weight on our bodies. And something really interesting that has come up on a lot of my clients that are working on these issues, this goes back to the story about the deer. In a lot of our ancestry, it was considered healthy to be overweight because a lot of people were starving and, you know, there wasn't a lot of food, some, you know, in certain cultures. And so they wanted to build up weight. And so they have inherited weight wells. Thank you, ancestors <laughs> that, you know, say it's good. It's good to put on all this weight. You should be happy that you're not, you're building this up. And so releasing those so that the body can restore its balance. I will say one thing about weight, um, gain. Cause that's a lot of, 
I have a lot of clients that come to me for, you know, bigger issues and then those get cleared. And then they're like, well, let's work on weight. Cause you know, it'd be nice to be less, way less. The number one contributing factor to weight gain is actually toxins and toxicity. And so when you build up toxins in the body, when you're trying to lose weight, essentially you're trying to condense the toxins into a smaller area, poisoning yourself. Um, your body has done quite a good job, it thinks, of dispersing the toxins throughout your body so you can survive. And mm -hmm. then what the heck are you doing by trying to condense these and make your system more toxic? So I always recommend my clients that are concerned about weight loss work on detoxing. I recommend the liver rescue book and doing the cleanse in that and lemon water in the morning, eating an apple for or about 30 minutes after that changing, just even the timing of some of their foods is recommended in that book. Again, so if you're going to help yourself the most, you have to take some action. You know, the clients that get the best results, take some personal action or responsibility. Mm-hmm. So the weight loss, oh, another one that's really interesting. And don't get offended on this. I've had people get really offended and they take it personal. And it's not meant this way at all. It's just the way the body works. But morning sickness. So if you have nausea, morning or sickness symptoms with your child, it's almost always some type of disconnection. This does not mean you don't love your child. Mm -hmm. at all. Like there's no way that it's connected in with the amount of love you have your, for your child. There's women that don't want their children and they have no morning sickness. And there's women that are like, you know, waited decades for kids and they have severe. So no connection there. But as soon as that imbalance or dis disconnection is released, instant. And I can, I'm currently pregnant, really shocking for my husband and I, because we've had a lot of miscarriages and this is my first time being pregnant, healthy. I have one child um, naturally, and then we have adopted, and then three miscarriages. So this is the first time. This is all new for us. Like I feel good. I don't even feel pregnant. It's like I've had no really pregnancy symptoms, except for I had little bits of nausea. I really connected back with my baby. Boom. I mean, within seconds, my nausea was gone. And okay. I've had several clients where this is instant fix. And for me, I had to maybe reconnect about three or four times. Like it would clear for a week and a half. Then I would feel a little bit of a nausea, you know, reconnect and then gone. Yep. I feel like eating again. So I love that one. It's, it's really fun to work on pregnant moms trying to think. I just, I feel like people are like, well, what do you do? What do you work on? I would say there's nothing that can't be addressed because there's a root cause for everything. Mm -hmm. And it's not in your head. You're not crazy. Even though the doctors may not have an answer for you, your body knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I don't turn down any clients for any issue because there's always something that can be done. There's always hope. We can always um, find healing for us. And the cool thing about this work that's my absolute favorite is that when we release something inherited, say you can have inherited heart walls, inherited pretty much anything, even inherited curses or um, spirits. It releases off every single person that has ever inherited that. So this could impact thousands of people. And we just, we don't even realize the full impact. So your children um, say that sometimes I've had things, not often, but go back over 200 generations. 
think of how many people down the line of that family tree it could affect to release this heart wall or this mm-hmm. trauma or whatever it is off of them. Well, now I'm going to have you work on one of my sons because that's funny that you say that because there's so many times that he will say something or do something. And I will say to my husband, is that my dad in his body or what? Because his mannerisms and the, the things that he says just sounds exactly like my dad. And my dad has passed away now. And my son was about three or four. He was four when he passed away. So, so, I mean, he remembers him, but it's not like he's going to remember to do stuff like him. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, that is interesting. And so touching on what you just said, there is something that we work on and they're called despair anchors. And these can also be inherited, not as often, but these are something that your body believes to be 100% true, but it's a lie. And so a lot of the times the ones I find are like, I'm a loser. I'm not worthy. I will never measure up. And so if you have this inner voice speaking this at all times and you truly believe it, how is that going to impact your life moving, trying to move forward? Mm -hmm. So that could be an example, you know, something like that could be inherited where you're getting that exact phrase. And then sometimes we give off broadcast messages, which is like a radio signal being transmitted out of the body to other people. And I worked on this. This is another thing I worked on. Somebody that gets into fights all the time. Like, why are you getting into fights? It just seems like they, they find this person. Mm-hmm. And they had a broadcast message. It fight me. <laughs> like, wow. No wonder. No wonder. So every our bodies are very spiritual. We have a heart energy field that extends three to six feet at least beyond our bodies. I think that's part of the reason they want to keep us six feet apart from everybody. They don't want us connecting. So you can't connect to somebody's heart, but you're sending out this message like fight me. It could cause problems or you can use this to your advantage. I put like, let me pass and, you know, on me so that, and people just let me be like, they don't bother me. It's really <laughs> awesome. You can use it for both ways. This is something that people should be aware of. It is... No, I can't look it up right now. But essentially what it does, it's it's a programming that happens in our brains from media. So if we listen to certain music, video games, or movies, they can play this subliminal phrase or sound or something in the background. And a lot of it is actually set up this way. If you research the media and the sources, a lot of times they're really not good. They're not meant for our best and highest good or to build us up or to bring life to our bodies and our minds and spirits. So they program all of this stuff into us. And I've worked on kids that have had over 1,000 of these toxic program programming phrases put on them. And I get frustrated when parents don't take this seriously. I know it's like, if you know better, do better. Mm-hmm. Once you know this, like stop letting them play this video game. Mm-hmm. And these, this is the reason I believe children younger and younger are doing self-harm because some of these are horrific. Like I should be dead. I don't belong. Nobody wants me. I'm worthless. Everybody hates me. I don't deserve life. So imagine your kid having 500 or 1000 of these different phrases that are just repeating, repeating, repeating in the back of their subconscious mind. At first you might resist and say, no, I know that's a lie. I know that's a lie. But if you hear it 500 times, 
Yeah. Do you think you really believe it's a lie at that point? Do you probably start to believe it's true? Yeah. And it's really sad. So yeah. that could be, you know, I don't I haven't really found that those are as inherited as much as possibly the despair anchors, but this is connecting in with that emotional and spiritual part of this work where it can go like really deep. We can go really, really deep and it can be quite shocking sometimes. Like, oh my gosh, who knew that this was all there? Wow. Well, I think it's fascinating and I am very interested in doing doing a session for myself and my son who has a lot of characteristics of my dad. So after we do that, we might have to do a um, follow-up unless I'm too ashamed at what you <laughs> feel back in my layers. Um, and I'd be happy to do a complimentary session for you actually. So I don't mind doing that. But I will say, I always say I'm my worst client. Like I have had the worst, most horrific things come up on myself worse than anybody else. And I even, like one of my clients is very possessed. He has like a lot of dark energies on him. Um, The family recognizes it. They've had priests and all these other sources verify it, but they just haven't been able to get through and help him. And he's, you know, like an older I would, I would say he's a man, but he has autism. So he still lives with his parents. Mm-hmm. And so we, there's been some really good breakthroughs in that case. Again, it's not instant always. There's, there's layers to work through. Interesting houses that have curses or it seems like there's something haunted in them. I've worked on those for clients too. And it comes, sometimes it comes up in a session. And if we find toxins, I always like to ask. Is it, is it a current exposure to a toxin? And we found that, for example, this one dog was having a severe reaction to his new dog bed and they just needed to wash it to get the chemicals off. Or a lot of times with dogs that have problems, it's some of their chew toys that are putting, you know, causing toxicity. So we can find out sources of toxins. Is, is there mold in your ventilation system? Is that where it's coming from? The body knows this. And so we can get that information. And even one client, I found out that she had a radon leak in her house by working on her dog. And I was like, how is he getting exposed to radon? And it was like, it's a current exposure. And so I just started asking all these questions and oh my gosh, you know, it wasn't enough to really affect the people so much that lived there, but it was really impacting this, the sick dog. So it's, it's cool. I'm like, who knows where we're going to go in a session? You might like, I might think, oh, well, it's this, you know, this, this, and this, and then it's something completely different. Mm-hmm. Once we start, you know, looking into the body and the body's like, no, this is what's really going on. Cool. I, I look forward to checking that out. Maybe you can fix my eye issue because no one seems to be able to fix that. Well, I'd be happy to work on it. I, I mean, like I said, we work out there's, it could really be anything. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You could, there could be a curse on your bed. Um, you could have an allergy to a decimate or, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it could really be anything. And it could be 300 things, or it could be one thing. There's clients where you release one trapped emotion and their chronic back pain is gone. That's, I would say the more rare case where you have like one little thing and boom, completely cleared. But um, you never know. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up with Raylene so I can get my appointment scheduled with with her. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for coming today because I think that this was really enlightening. And I do think that 
I have a lot of people who will be able to benefit from this. So I'm really excited to hear uh, those stories. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you giving me the time and it's awesome reconnecting with you and always fabulous to meet up with old friends or acquaintances, especially when we have, you know, traveled similar paths and we have the same beliefs and agree on health. It's, there's (laughs) not that many people as a percentage of the world that, you know, look at this in a different perspective Mm -hmm. than what we are assaulted with, like through all the ads and the media. And so it's refreshing for sure. Very. Well, you keep doing what you're doing because you're helping people daily and we will connect again. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback. So ratings and reviews are appreciated.